listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Tonight's hosts, KC and SSF 1991. Hello everyone, welcome to the Sega Lounge, episode number 3. Uh, yes, you're listening to VideoSega.net, playing the best Sega music 24-7. And we're back with another edition of the Sega Lounge. This week... Uh, I've, I'm, we have been joined by uh, a very special guest, Lizzie Silvers. Hello! Hi. Hi! Hi, everybody! Hey! Welcome! Of course, I am Casey, and uh, with me, I have my man, Zoni, aka FSF1991. Say hi, Zoni! Hi, Donnie! Hi! My brain, my brain has been fried from this week. Okay, so uh, my brain welcome. has been fried from this week. Yeah, uh, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Uh, if you haven't yet tuned uh, to the Sega Lounge before, if you haven't listened to our past two episodes, this is uh, the Sega's own take on the talk show. Uh, we have. A special guest every week, or guest, uh, and we play some music, we do some fun stuff and some random stuff, so uh, it's going to be fun, yay, uh, of course you can uh, join yay! us, yay. yay, of course you can join us uh, by yay. tuning into uh, Radio Second, of course, and if you're listening to us, of course, tune in to Second, unless you're listening to the podcast version. Uh, but you can uh, interact with us during the show by joining us in the IRC chat room. Just go to radiosega.net slash community slash chat. That's radiosega.net slash community slash chat. And uh, don't forget to change your nickname. And we'll give you a shout out during the show. Or you can mention at Radio Sega on Twitter. And we'll also uh, let you know uh, uh, mention on air and interact with you. Uh, first, we're taking some questions for Lizzie because uh, she'll be telling us uh, her story in the show, her inspiring story. It's going to be great. So, if you have any questions for her, uh, or if you, while you're listening to her, uh, you come up with some questions, don't forget to send us at Radio Sega on Twitter or join us in the IRC chat room. Uh, and by the way, let's say hello to everyone in the IRC right now. Johnny, can you? Tell us who's with us in the IRC chat room. Well, uh, I can see we have. Yeah, I see uh, Woe21 underscore Spondy, uh, Chowry, Fry, Re, Fly, Catching Re, uh, CTR, Luxile, Trekkie, and Voice. Okay. Yay! Hey, welcome. welcome. Alright. Uh, of course, uh, if you join us during the show, uh, yeah, we'll say hello. 
do we uh, really want to do the show? So, uh, every week we start the Sega Lounge with uh, a segment we like to call Donnie's News for uh, yeah, So, hosted by our own Donnie, SSF 1991. Uh, so, what's on the news this week, Donnie? Everything. Everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, considering this week has been uh, E3, uh, in LA, uh, Los Angeles this week, uh, there's been a lot of news coming in from Sega, from all their games. Um, but Aww. out of everything that we've uh, heard, anything in particular is, uh, I, I did find the most interesting of news. Um, Metal Sonic was confirmed for Sonic Boom. Strange, isn't it? Uh, oh my gosh! Awesome! Woo! Um, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, Sega actually uh, was it. Uh, Sega actually confirmed on their uh, blog that their booth was pretty much packed the entire show. Um, I think it's mainly because of Sonic Boom, but from what I saw, it seems like there was not a point where their booth was not packed. I am so, so jealous. I wish I had been there. Yeah, I wish I had been at a uh, E3 as well. But fortunately, Sega Bits have been providing great coverage from E3 itself, so. At least there's that, yeah. Who knows? Um, there's always next next week. Yep. Oh, next week. No, no, next no, year no, on E3. Next, next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, E3. E3 is now weekly. In case yeah. anyone knows, you, you have E3 Act oh, One. Man. You have E3 Act Two, and then you just have E3. What What in the world are we doing? Uh, <laughs> it's now called E52. There's one every week. Seriously though, uh, right. from what I can see, uh, yep. Speaking of uh, one and being in every uh, one thing being in every something, uh, Eggman uh, was confirmed to be in every episode of Boom in a Sega video on their YouTube channel. Oh, awesome! And yep, and two cutscenes from Sonic Boom were uh, shown on YouTube and by Gamespot uh, today. And yesterday, so we have our first look at the cinematics that are going to be in Sonic Boom, the games anyway. Um, looking quite forward to the writing, I'd say. Um, and of course, with it being E3, every game that Sega has on display got a new trailer this week. Although in particular, Sonic Boom had probably the most trailers. Uh, one of each for the game, one of each for each uh, game version, and another for the uh, TV show. And uh, Amy Juggles. <laughs> she joins the circus? No, she just, at one point during the trailer, just out of random, you just suddenly see Amy juggling balls for some strange reason. In front of Sonic, I'm, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't see I'm that. Sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll see why uh, no Amy it? was doing that during the episode itself, but... Why Sonic Amy was smiling? Um, because yeah. Because he was he was reading something. So yeah, apparently like, Amy rubbed off. What's he reading? Apparently. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, uh it, I think it. So that, that's the that huh? Metal Sonic bit of news. I didn't know that. Uh, when they, did they confirm that? 
Uh, they didn't exactly confirm it, but in one of the trailers they uploaded, uh, you see him very briefly in the trailer. You have to have a good eye to catch him, but... Fortunately, there were a few people who were looking at the trailer that actually saw that. Like I said, it was a very brief thing, so... One thing I, I so saw you really had... on the... On the uh, I think it was on the gameplay video. Uh, there was a huge statue of, uh, of something... of someone who resembled Sonic. And the, the new bad guy, Lyric, uh, when he sees Sonic for the first time, he says they have some unfinished business. So I think it's something related to an ancient civilization of Sonics or something. Not sure if this was confirmed. I'm always behind on the news. Yeah. Sure. And Sonic did smash, but we already knew that. But he's even more powerful. Yay! And he doesn't say you're too slow anymore. Ooh. Okay, so of, of, all, of all the the of all the games that were shown uh, at Ifi this year, uh, which ones are you most excited about? The Sega or not Sega? Both of you. Um, I think I, I think the game I'm looking forward to the most in, in Sonic, uh, not Sonic, uh, from E3, is probably Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS. Um, everything looks absolutely amazing, and it's hard to believe that Sonic is not going to be able to fight fight against Mega Man, uh, Mario, and Pac-Man. Yeah. All at once. What a battle these Oh, I can't wait. So if, if you don't and I'll be in the corner in the yet. cute little Sonic. And of course Sonic Boom looks cool too, to but Smash... Sonic! Kick their butt! <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so what about you, Lizzie? What games uh, are you most excited about? Honestly, Sonic Boom. <laughs> Sonic Boom. Oh, but really? definitely Super Smash Brothers. Of course! <laughs> I have to support my baby hedgehog. Okay. But definitely Super Smash Brothers, because I saw those pictures of... Um, Pac-Man and Mario and Mega Man and Sonic and you're just oh my gosh like awesome awesome can, can the evil ham have a game what I, I want the evil ham to have a game evil ham <laughs> why I don't know I just do <laughs> yeah well, for, for me I think uh, apart from from Smash Bros and I, I have to say I'm not that excited about uh, Sonic Boom. Uh, I will get it, of course, but from what I've seen, uh, I don't know, I'm not that excited about it right now. Who knows? Maybe uh, closer to the, the launch date, but for now, not on my uh, list of priorities. But uh, Smash Bros., of course, and I think Nintendo uh, in general, everything, almost everything that Nintendo showed off during the Nintendo Direct uh, event, I think it's, it's exciting. And some of the Sonic games. Um, there's uh, No Man's Sky, love that. Although I don't have a PS4 game. 
and I won't get one from this year, but uh, there was that one game with this weird new weird name. Is it Abzu? Abzu? Something like that. Yeah. That one's that one's uh, kind of exciting as well. Yeah, yeah, but let's see, let's see what the future holds for Sonic Boom and, and Sega in general. And I think it was overall it was a, an interesting issue, not the most exciting one uh, ever, but it's interesting nonetheless. Okay, so I think that's uh, that does it for the news, right, Johnny? Uh, yep, there really isn't much else in the way of news to cover, except, you know, everything else that, uh, was seen at E3, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, also, so, second also it's gonna start, off, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna start quieting down again. Yep, they, uh, also showed off Hatsune Miku, uh, Project yeah. Eva F2nd as well. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it was quite a, uh, it's been quite a beat in E3, I think. Definitely one uh, that was memorable. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Alien Isolation uh, probably. I don't know. Did they, did they win uh, any awards or something? I know they were nominated. And I, I think Sonic Boom was also nominated for something. Um, as far as I know, only Alien Isolation was nominated, and they were nominated by IGN and I think and I think another site for uh, Best of E3, but. I don't think I they're going to actually give out any awards until either today or tomorrow or next week, so... Yeah, I think, I think, uh, we tweeted something from, uh, Big Red Button. And they were... They said they were nominated for something, I think, I'm not sure. And I can't find the tweet right now, okay. Okay. Meanwhile, we've been joined in the IRC by Forever Sonic. Yay! 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 So, I think that does it for the news, right guys? Uh, And it's time to take our first music break. When we get back, we'll get to the interview with Lizzie. Uh, But of course, if you already know stuff about the Sega Lounge, we always play um, a musical selection by our guests. So all the music that will be played tonight will be uh, or were picked by Lizzie. The first two are uh, from uh, the original Sonic Hedgehog on the Genesis, Green Hill Zone, and from Sonic 2 Chemical Plant Zone. So stay tuned, we'll be right back with more with Lizzie.
is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. everyone we're back i'm sorry for uh, this uh, brief interruption on the sega lounge because we were experiencing some technical difficulties uh, but uh, yeah uh, i think we're back this is the sega lounge on radio sega playing the best sega music 24 7 and tonight we're we're joined by lizzie silvas hello lizzie hi hi everybody yes 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 uh, so we're trying to um, we're trying to fix the the connection issues that we're experiencing. Hopefully, everything is working now. So, uh, Lizzie, uh, do you want to talk about your uh, your story with Sonic and Sega yeah. and what happened? Uh, uh yes, yes. Well. Um, well, some people out there know that I am a brain tumor survivor since 1993. Um, I actually experienced many problems before my surgery ever happened. You know, you know the symptoms and everything. And it was just a complete nightmare because I didn't know I had a brain tumor. My parents didn't know. Um, they were just told by doctors that I just had really bad migraine headaches and they were prescribing you know um headache medication and then you know like prescription 
headache medication and said, oh, you know, just give it to me twice a day or something. And the symptoms started to get worse. And whenever I would go to school, I would try to tell the teachers and the school nurse, but they just told me that I was just faking it and they would just send me back to class. Sometimes they would send me home. But um, I guess the really downside of that was um, because of where I went to school, it was mostly, you know, you know, white students and white teachers. So um, when you're Hispanic, you know, they kind of label you differently. So they assume I was just some little troublemaker. And so I did stay home. And my father became concerned when he was noticing that I could no longer walk and I was on the floor, you know, crying and crawling around. I couldn't turn my neck. I mean, I, mean, I couldn't turn my head. And I just couldn't do anything. If I, if I ate something, I'd throw it up. I couldn't stand up anymore. I was complaining that I was getting dizzy. I couldn't, um, my, my eye vision sometimes would go, it would come and go. Sometimes I couldn't hear and I couldn't keep food down. So my father was getting really concerned. And when he would take me to doctors, you know, he took me to my, pedi- to my pediatrician at the time who said, oh, she's got really bad headaches. She sounds like she's very stressed. Um, give her some Advil. And my dad was like, oh, okay. So, you know, two more doctors say basically the same thing. And, you know, by this point, you know, my mother had to carry me around like a baby. I, I couldn't stand up anymore. It, it, it got to the point to where, you know, I couldn't do anything anymore. I mean, it was really hard to have to try to take a, take a bath. And you can't even lift your arms to clean yourself. No, your mother has to clean you. Same thing going to the bathroom, which is, you know, really embarrassing when you're 11 years old and, you know, you can, and you're potty trained. You can do this all by yourself years ago, but your mother has to take care of you. So my, my dad found a doctor and he took me to a, an expected appointment and, you know, he looked at me and he tried to make me walk and he, he made me stand up and I remember crying for my mom. And, my, and he would tell my mom, no, 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 don't you help her, let her walk. And, you know, he, and, you know, he, he was a kind man, you know, he stood right behind me and basically he was ready to catch me if I fell, but, you know, he saw me take me one, two steps and I would stumble and fall. So he would catch me and then, you know, he would hold me and then he'd bring me back to my parents and then he like talked to my parents privately and according to my mother, you know, he was like, you know, this child is really, really sick. Have you taken her to, you know, to get an x-ray? And my dad was like, well, her, her pediatrician says she just got migraines. Is it migraines? And he was like, no, 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 they're not migraines. She's got something else. He didn't know what it was either, but he was, you know, concerned because, you know, when you're 11 and you're tiny and now, now you can't walk, you're on the floor crying and you're crawling and you can't do anything for yourself. You know, he's the one who ordered me to go to um, to one of the local hospitals here, here in Houston, Texas called um, Northwest Memorial Hospital. And I remember, you know, getting, you know, taken into MRIs and they checked everything, had to tell. It was, you know, it's really scary because, you know, they put you in that big tube. You don't know what's going on. You can't move. You can't talk. You can't swallow. We can only just sit there like a like a doll. And when they were finally, yeah, it was just, 
just awful. And I mean, anyone out there who gets MRIs done, they know exactly what I mean. I mean, it's scary. You're in this dark little hole and you can't move. But when they took me out, you know, I knew something was wrong when they take you out and the doctors aren't saying a word. They just have these looks in their eyes like like they've seen a ghost. So, you know, they, they had put me in this wheelchair and they took me to, to the patient waiting room area they had. And the doctor told me, well, sweetie, I'll be right back. Okay, I, I need to talk to your parents. And, you know, time went by and time went by and I'm like, Wow, it was like, I mean, it felt like over like an hour or two. I mean, every minute felt like an hour. I don't even remember how long I was there. All I know is my parents came back with the doctor in tears. And the doctor just was just standing there like he didn't know what to say. And you know something's wrong when your parents are crying. And they don't want to tell you. So the doctor kneels down to you and tells you instead. So, you know, that's when he told me that they found a benign brain tumor just above the brainstem and that I had about two weeks to live before it would spread and kill me because of where the tumor was located. That's the reason why I was having so many problems because it basically, you know, it affected everything. You know, your coordination skills, everything goes. And if that tumor, you know, explodes or spreads, you know, it can paralyze you because he explained to me that um, children who typically have these kind of tumors in this specific location do not live or they end up paralyzed in a wheelchair or, you know, strapped to a bed. And, and you know, I, I didn't understand. I was like, well, can't you take it out or something? It really hurts, which I remember telling the doctor and he was like, do you want that? Do you, do you want us to take it out? And I said, yes. So, you know, it was my call because the doctors told me that my parents weren't going to make the decision. He wasn't going to make the decision. It had to be my decision. So, you know, it's really hard to be 11, being, you know, crawling on the floor crying in pain, told you have this tumor that's going to kill you. And now the choice is yours to live or die. And... You know, I mean, I, I didn't have a choice, you know. Of course, I was going to take a chance and try to live. So if you, anything, you, you know. So you had to that decision, not your parents. Yeah, um, the doctor said they wanted it to be mine, not my parents. Because, because at the time, my parents were very emotionally heartbroken, hurt. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say. They were like, we, we don't know. We don't know. Let, let our daughter choose. So, you know, it was my decision. And then they had to quickly send me in an ambulance to um, Texas Children's Hospital overnight. And I remember going over there and, you know, it was chaotic because when they brought me in, you know, I remember my parents having to sign all these papers and, I, and you know, for some reason at night I was starting to throw up and they had to, you know, keep checking my weight. They kept saying, I, they kept checking my weight and saying, she's dropping weight quickly. And, you know, they would, you know, check my height and everything. And, you know, they try to try to make you do, you know, the blood work and the, the P test, which is horrible. And then they try to make me do other tests. But, you know, I was pretty weak. So, you know, they were struggling with that. So that's when they had to, like, force me to take, um, like, like I, I guess they were, like, B vitamins or something that they injected me with. Because they told me that 
I was too weak to have the surgery at the time because they were going to do it right then. But they were like, no, 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 no. You're too weak. If we do it now, you're going to die. So, you know, for like, for like a couple of days or like a few days, they, they had to um, inject me with these vitamins or B vitamins or whatever it was that they put in me. But I remember getting, you know, x-rays and MRIs everywhere. They kept checking my head. I mean, I mean, I asked them, why so many? And they told me, well, we want to make sure that the tumor is only in one section of your body. Because if it's anywhere else, we need to know now. And that was the whole reason why, why they, t- they took so many MRIs, you know, from every angle that you can think of. And I remember all these weird positions they, they put me in. It was so scary because you're a little kid and you don't know why you have to be in these awkward positions on, you know, on medical tables while they, you know, examine and do the x-rays and they do you know you, you know and you know the scary thing was, was the the um the radiology stuff because you know that, that's scary enough so they had to do that to me too but then you know they were satisfied and they told me you know well your surgery is going to be at this time and that's when they tell you you know you can't eat anything after 10 p.m because your surgery is in the morning so you know i remember that night my parents I told my parents, you know, I want you guys to be not crying and just think happy, good thoughts because it's scary enough for me, but I was going to be brave enough and have the surgery. Whether I live or die, it was my choice. And I made... Yeah, yeah, and it it was my choice. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, anyhow, um, that's okay. Yeah, well, anyhow, I had the surgery, but, you know, I mean, I was asleep, so I don't, I can't tell you anything about that part. All I know is when I woke up, I did wake up at Texas Children's. I did wake up strapped to a, strapped to that medical bed, and, you know, the doctor came by and told me that, you know, he, he smiled and said, we successfully removed the entire tumor and there is no trace of the tumor at all so you're gonna be okay and you know i was happy i, I couldn't move because i mean i think the hardest part after brain surgery is you're strapped to a bed for a week you can't move but my mother was in tears so was my dad they were very very happy and you know very happy that you know their baby was alive and the tumor was out. The doctors all did a great job at Texas Children's, and they saved my life. And you know, and you know that that was probably you know the best day for my parents ever. Is you know because it was also my mother's birthday when my surgery happened. So for my mother, that was probably the best birthday present to know that yeah, her daughter lived through you know a horrible surgery. Um, but the only problems was you know later on because. Unfortunately, what people don't understand is recovering from a brain tumor surgery is not easy. I spent a good, you know, while in the in the hospital because when they released me, um, they released me a little too early and I had a relapse. So I had to come back. And I was getting really sick again and my parents were freaking out. I mean, they were like, by this point, this was scaring my father because I was having a complete relapse and they didn't know why. Well, after checking me out and all that fun stuff that they do to you in the hospital, they said I had a 
small case of meningitis that I had caught while in the hospital because apparently um, the nurses failed to clean the hospital bed before putting me in it after surgery. Um, and apparently a child who had meningitis died and they forgot to clean the bed, remove the sheets and everything. They put me in a bed. Yes, they they messed up. So imagine having the back of your head completely split open and you're on sheets of a dead child who died of meningitis. Oh my. So, you know, I spent, I would say a good two months in the hospital because, because it was really dangerous because I just had to brain surgery. My head, you know, is completely split open in the back. You know, uh, all my hair is shaved off. And I caught this, so they, they really had to take care of it, like, immediately. But it took them a while because it was trying to spread. But, you know, they they got rid of it. I mean, I'm happy, you know. They got rid of it. They released me. Um, I could go home. Um, the hard part came afterwards. Recovery. Recovery was not easy. Because the doctor sent me to therapy to do physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. Um, but I was only in there for a little while. Um, I was supposed to continue, you know, you know, um, the therapy sessions. But I think the biggest problem was, um, well, it, it upset me. Mom, the schools here in Houston told me to go back to school, even though I just had the surgery. And everything was okay. They they said, well, she's gonna have to complete the fifth the fifth grade, or else she's gonna fail. And my mother was like crying, and my dad was like, no, 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 no. Our daughter just had surgery. We are not sending her back to school. But you know, um, unfortunately, the schools in Texas can be pretty strict. So when they say you got the surgery, you're fine, you're okay, get back to school, finish. That's how they can be when they want to. So how, um, how long after you um, did, did the surgery that you had to go back to school? How long after you did I the surgery? I would say like, um, well, let's see. I would say about four months because because I was in the hospital for a good two months when I caught that meningitis bug. So it was about four months later, and it was only like about one one month of school left. But they said I had to complete it. Um. I, I mean, I had missed half the semester, so it was like, well, my parents were like, well, who cares? Let her repeat the fifth grade. But the schools were like, no, no, she can't do that. And, you know, that's probably kind of really crummy behavior for a school. But that's what they said. So um, with the help of Texas Children's and the school, What they did is they gave me one of those tests that you take at the end of the year that basically does everything you learn all year. If I passed it, then I would complete the fifth grade. I can move on to, you know, junior high, which I did. I'm pretty happy. I mean, I, I passed. So, yay. Um, <laughs> my summer, I spent <laughs> in my summer, I spent, you know, in you know, physical therapy, occupational therapy, the speech therapy. But, you know, that only was about two and a half months because then we started junior high. And junior high is full of really, really mean people. Um, I was chubby. 
because of all the medication I was still on. Uh, my hair was shaved off. And because of the new hair and all the medication and, and radiation and stuff that they do to you, um, I was getting a lot of dan dandruff coming out of my, my, you know, my hair because my hair was growing back. Um, I was, you know, of course chubby and then of course, you know, I couldn't talk very well. I was stuttering and having problems and I, I couldn't walk right still, you know, e even though you have physical therapy and everything, you know, you're not going to walk away perfect. And, you know, I was a target. And bullied by a lot of kids in school. I mean, mostly junior high girls because they were very jealous of the special treatment I would get in PE and they would protest and demand that I, you know, play sports with them. And, you know, teachers are kind of dumb. They give in to these wild, mean junior high girls whose only interest was to hit me. I got tripped, I got pushed down on the floor. I would have um, basketballs, uh, tennis balls thrown at my head. These girls would purposely hit me in the back of the head where the scar was because it was funny to see me fall down or cry. Oh and that's how bad it went. And, you know, I would tell my parents and my parents would, of course, my parents would rush to the school and be like, well, what's going on here? Why does she have to be in PE? Why does she have to be in, in these hard classes? And the schools, you know, of course, they're like, oh, well, we're not ready to put her in special education classes yet. And, and Texas state law requires that you have to take PE in junior high. And, you know, it was a mess. I mean, I mean, really, it was that's a mess. Just, that, and just, I was just getting really. I'm, I mean, it really is. And I was getting depressed because because it's bad enough that, you know, the way you look but you know you're happy well you know I had the surgery and you know I did try to tell the bullies about myself I did try to be nice and introduce myself and you know you try to do the right thing and say you know please don't hit me or blah 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 and they just laugh and find it funny because it is for some reason girls love to pick on a disabled girl in junior high and in high school um the boys in junior high really didn't mess with me because I think boys by that age are probably like, oh, I'm not going to hit that girl because if her dad finds out that I hit her, then my dad's going to hit me. So boys are a little bit smarter at that age, sort of. And we lost her again, apparently. Uh, hmm. we'll, uh, we'll see if she turns uh, in a moment. Yeah. We apologize for all these technical difficulties. Skypees. This is what Skype. This is why we can't have nice things. Yes. Okay, so if uh, apparently my connection is also acting up again. So if we if we can fix this, we'll probably record the show and then uh, we'll air it on another time, maybe a little while later since there's no RSN live tonight. 
we may air the show again. Uh, hmm. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast version, all is well. <laughs> so, <laughs> all is well, you know. All is well in the world. All's well that ends well. Let's see if we can re-add Lizzie. So happy together. Okay, in the meantime, uh, we'll leave you with Donnie singing. Wait, what? Go ahead, go ahead. I was enjoying it. No? I was just quoting something. But you can sing. (laughs) Come on. So... If, if there's one thing that Radius Tag and I don't um, aren't compadre with, it's freaking singing. <laughs> uh, we love you. We love your singing. And we love you, of course. So, let's see if we can get Lizzie back on, uh, on our Skype call. Hmm. <coughs> Apparently not. Okay, tell you what, we're going to take another music break. Um, we're going to play the next couple of tracks that Lizzie picked for us. Uh, we have Ice Cap Zone Act One and Flying Batteries on Act One as well. So we'll going to, we're going to play those tracks, and when we get back, we'll probably have Lizzie on board again, and we'll talk a bit more about her story. Hi. Uh, so stay tuned. Oh, Lizzie's back. Okay, so anyway, we'll take a short break. Uh, let's just listen to Ice Cap Zone and Flying Battery Zone. And when we get back, there's more with Lizzie Silvas. Uh, you're listening to the Sega Lounge. We'll be right Yay! back.
You're listening to the Sega Lounge with SSF 1991. Donnie. And KC. Only on Radio Sega. back this is the sega lounge on radio sega tonight we're talking to lizzie silvas say hello lizzie hi everybody hello and uh we just heard a couple of uh, lizzie's musical uh, picks for tonight we played from sonic hedgehog 3 ice cap zone act 1 and from sonic and knuckles flying battery zone act 1 awesome picks right there some tunes so, uh, before we uh, had this music break, Lizzie, you were talking about how uh, your life was uh, not that easy uh, on junior high, right? Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, it's great that you survived the brain tumor and everything. I mean, I mean, every child is happy to get out, out of the hospital and move on with their lives. Unfortunately, now comes recovery time. Because, like I said... The kids in school just didn't want to treat me well. They were picking on me. They made fun of my appearance. They just loved it. Luckily, you know, I didn't have the issues much with the guys or with the boys or whatever you want to call them in junior high. You know, their <laughs> their um things. But um, <laughs> but by this point, I was actually starting to feel, you know. I don't want to say suicidal, but I was starting to feel like really more depressed because I didn't know what to do. You know, the teachers wouldn't help me, even though that's their job. And my parents made several attempts to get involved and say, hey, look, you know, you said you were going to take care of my daughter. But, you know, the school's like, well, we're working on it. We're working on it. But, you know, in the end, they just didn't want to help. They didn't want to do their job. So I was basically taking care of this on my own. I mean, I mean, I just had to make my own decision to have a surgery months back. I had it. Now I'm in recovery. I'm trying to seek help. I'm trying to, you know, deal with these problems myself. And I'm not winning anything. I'm just getting depressed and more sick. 
And then I started to get to the point to where I just didn't want to go to school anymore. So sometimes I would, you know, skip school. I yeah, know that's, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, because and and you know, um, we, and you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I don't want school. But my parents were not like, oh, you better get to school right now, kid. Uh-uh, no, my parents. You know, I was their baby, so if I said I don't want to go to school today, it was cool. And you know, I decided on this day that you know, mom, I don't want to go to school today. And she goes, she goes, okay, okay, that's fine. And she told me she had to go to um, Sam's Club, which is a warehouse here, like in like in North America, kind of like Walmart, but on like a, a big giant warehouse, so you, you can get everything awesome mm -hmm. and big and cheap, and you know, awesome. But, um, you know, I, I went with her, and no matter what, I always liked electronics. Now, I had hoped that maybe I could have ran into the, um, the Nintendo back then, or the Super Nintendo, because when I went to the Texas Children's Hospital, to the, to the um, kids' room, they did have, you know, a Nintendo there, and they did have a, a Super Nintendo. Um, I tried to play it before... But, um, you know, when, when you're having all those x-rays done and everything, you don't really get the opportunity. But um, now now that I was better and I could walk, sort of, you know, I, I happily went over there. But, you know, when, when I saw the Super Nintendo, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I can finally <laughs> play Mario. I couldn't hold the controller. The controller looked like a giant pill. And because I was having so many problems with my hands, I couldn't hold it. I mean, I, I would try to hold it and it would just like leap out of my hand or my hands would start shaking uncontrollably and I would drop the controller. And I just couldn't play it. So when I looked over, um, this is when what caught my eye was, you know, something pretty and shiny and black, which was the Sega Genesis. And, you know, when I looked up at the TV, you know, I saw something nice and shiny, and it moved quickly, and it looked really cute, and it was a blue hedgehog, and I was like, because, <gasps> you know, I, I love animals, so, you know, I, I went there first, and, you know, the controller was hard for me to grip at first, but the way the Sega Genesis controllers were designed um, were big enough where I could grip it. I struggled for a little while at one at um Sam's Club trying to hold the controller. And, you know, I couldn't. I mean I would drop it, but I was determined because the controller was bigger. Mm -hmm. And when I finally did, um, I could start to match the buttons, but the buttons I couldn't grasp the idea of, of hitting the buttons and also playing the game at the same time because it requires you to look up at the screen. I couldn't. I kept looking down, and whenever I would do that and I would see what I'm doing, by the time you look up, you're like, oh, I killed Sonic, so try again. And, you know, I did that. When my mom picked me up at Sam, she saw me play, and she told my dad, and my dad went over there and saw me happily trying to play the game. And he was like, you know, she looks really happy playing that game. So my dad bought it for me. I mean, even though, I mean, I sucked that song. I mean, when I first got it, I was <laughs> bad. But my dad said that when he saw me playing, he, he said, I saw something in you, in your eyes, that I haven't seen in a long time. Because you've been dealing with so much stress and depression since your surgery. 
there was something about the Sega Genesis that really helped me. So when we took it home, my dad set it up for me and, you know, I could finally play at home. And it really did start to help me. The idea of holding the Sega Genesis controller, mashing the buttons, and trying to focus on Sonic, and still remembering, you know, you know the, the buttons, where they were, and what they did, I started little by little, really, you know, grasp that. And over time, you know, playing the Sonic games on the Sega Genesis really, really did help me with my hand-eye coordination skills. Because I had, and I mean, they were horrible, and you know, like I said, I had to learn all that stuff all over again. And it's no fun, especially when you learn that when you were a little kid. Now, now you're 11, turning 12, and you're being forced to learn that stuff over again. It's embarrassing. So, yeah. um, so when I started to play the Sonic games, you know, I really got into it. Um, and then, you know, by this time, you know, that the TV show started to appear. And it just really kept me happy coming home from school. Because, you know, after they had been bullied and reminded how ugly I am or how, you know, retarded I looked according to the way they would talk to me and all these other ugly words, you know, coming home to watch Sonic on TV on the weekdays, and then also I discovered the comics, so having all these three things of Sonic really helped me through those difficult times because I didn't have any friends. Nobody wanted to be friends with a girl who was fat, whose hair was completely shaved off, who, you know, stutters when she talks and, you know, can't see very well and is struggling with other things. You know, you know pe people really did outcast me. Really yeah, bad. People can be mean. What what I'm really shocked about. Of course, this is all. This is all shocking, of course. But we know how these things are, and uh, kids are are mean, and there are bullies and, and whatever. But what what really shocks me about your story is how the teachers um, didn't help you at all. And I think they they kind of uh, contributed for your condition to aggravate your condition in a way. That, that just really shocks me. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, it's weird because, like, well, I mean, like, here in North America, the rules are really more strict. Um, teachers can't do too much without the kids, you know, quickly reporting to their parents and the teacher gets fired. So if the teacher gets involved or tries to intervene a fight, they can get in a lot of trouble because, because they, they accidentally put their hands on a student and, and try to break up a fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's turning it's into tricky. that right he, over here as well. But but uh, when I w when I went to school and like uh, 20, 15 years ago, things were a little different. I think teachers had more I don't know more authority or something, uh, as opposed to now. When what what happens now is is exactly what you're saying. The teachers can mm -hmm. say anything, <laughs> otherwise parents will go there and you'll get fired and stuff exactly and you know that's the problem is that like here a lot of people try to say oh well it's the you know there's always an excuse as to well I didn't see my kid hit you but you know it's, it's like well your kids shouldn't even be in the school if they're in that condition which you know I'm not gonna agree with it 
but you know here we have we have um like classes that are special ed classes which is usually like about like four five six students which is usually kids who are who are in these situations mm -hmm. but it depends on the school too mm -hmm. and a lot of times they don't care they're like well you're okay now right and you know it, it's a tricky situation because you know it's such a freedom of speech thing that that you know girls if a junior high girl doesn't like you and decides to hit you just because she doesn't like you getting getting attention from like 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 let's say a couple teachers know your brain tumor story or something else and they're giving you special treatment not because they pity you but because they're helping you out for your um you know for you know for medical reasons mm -hmm. that girl can get mad and then like when she sees you alone somewhere she hits you really hard she takes all her anger and her friends cheer it on and before you know it that poor girl's disabled who got who got bullied and you know beat up i mean she's probably going to be you know in a worse condition than where she originally was yeah and that's what makes it very difficult is that teachers and don't always understand you know you really are the only ones who can help people like me back then because i needed someone nobody wanted to get involved honestly there were many days in school that i would cry and i wish sonic was real because it was very lonely during like like lunchtime and nobody wanted me to sit near them if, if i tried to find somebody to sit people would look at you and be like ew go ew gross go away so, you know, no matter where you sit, people would reject you. Some people wouldn't say a word. They would just scoot away from you and they would just give you a space like you're some kind of plague. So mm. there were many days, many days that I wish Sonic was real. I wish that he was my best friend. I wish he sat next to me because I'm pretty darn sure Sonic wouldn't judge me and call me names and call me ugly. I mean, I think he would sit next to me at lunch or, you know, he would talk to me. You know, he, he wouldn't make me feel like an outcast like others did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty yeah shocking <laughs> uh, in a way what happened. Yeah, but but yeah, it, this is just one of the many stories I, I believe that happen every day, everywhere with kids being bullied and, and whatever. But yeah, but uh, this is also uh, an inspiring story because you were uh, Sonic uh, helped you recover and uh, yes, the fight those those the, the feelings, the, the depression. And so you want to tell us what happened? Well, like I said, I just started to play the games more. Um, uh, my father is actually the one who encouraged me and said, just focus on the game. So, you know, if I had a bad day at school, I would just get off the bus, go watch Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then, you know, um, grab something to eat. I would jump into my living room, turn on my game, start playing my games. I have played, um, I, I have lost myself in the games when I finally got, you know, where I was, like, good. <laughs> hmm. um, I started to notice, because um, at that time, Sega was starting to do contests. Um, I entered basically every contest. I can still name them for you. The first one, uh, Sonic Spinball, was released. Um, Son uh, Sega had something going on where if you turned in 10 Lifesaver wrappers and the proof of receipt that you bought the Sonic Spinball game, Sega would send you a, um, $10, a $10 um, check in the mail. And I remember the commercial. It was like it was like it was like you had to collect all the rings, just like Sonic and 
I ate so many lifesavers on Burntown lifesavers. I hate that candy now, but I got my check in the nice. mail. So I got my check from Sega. Um, I have it somewhere. I never cashed it. I told my dad, and my dad said, "Well, I don't think you want to actually cash it because you know it was it was really really cute. It was like black and white, and it had Sonic on it. So I was like, <gasps> but my dad gave me. I mean, it was ten dollars, so my dad gave me the cash. He, but I have it somewhere. I just don't know where. It's put away." Like in like it's like a plastic case. You know that that probably But, uh, that that's probably worth uh, uh I don't know hundreds now, thousands. No 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 yeah, like, no like, nobody can have it. Like uh, collector's value or something. So no, nobody you should, can have you it. You should frame mm -hmm. it. At it's least frame carefully it. put somewhere because <laughs> my, my my dad said my dad said all those nice things of Sonic. Um, he put them in something special, like something like plastic casing. It's put away. He said, he said, I don't know where in the house it is, but just know it's safe. So <laughs> you will find it eventually. <laughs> but the next contest was something really big that Sega did. Oh, I wanted to win it so badly. Uh, it was something Sega did with ro with fruit roll-ups. You got to be president of Sega for a day. You also got every single Sega Genesis, Game Gear, Sega CD that was made at the time, every Sonic game as well. Whoa. I wanted to win that. I ate fruit roll-ups every day <laughs> for weeks. I, I would buy them, I would eat them and eat them to the point to where I got sick of fruit roll-ups. <laughs> but I never won the contest. I never even won first or second place. I was so heartbroken. <sighs> but I was determined. I really wanted that because when I was because back then I really wanted to share my brain tumor story in person with Sega. My idea was if I won the contest and I got to be president of Sega for a day, then I would share my brain tumor story in person with Sega. But, um, you know, sadly, I didn't get the opportunity. But then Sonic and Knuckles got released. And something else happened. This time, Sega did this with Hard Rock Cafe. And it was called Rock the Rock. Basically, um, Sega and Hard, Hard Rock had something going on where you play Sonic and Knuckles. Um, and, you know, the um, they were, you know, kind of like a gaming contest. And the finalists from certain cities would um, be taken to Alcatraz Island, out in California, nice. where they all got to play in the rooms. And then they would they would start to like go down and, and, and toast the last two players. The winner of that got fifty thousand dollars. Here's the now here's the story sad story on this. My parents took me to Hard Rock Cafe. This was like a little while after my surgery because the game came out in 93. So you can only imagine, you know, um, like, no, 93, 94. So you can only imagine, you know, it was only a while after my surgery. But I was really, you know, recovering quickly thanks to Sonic games. But my mom, you know, she, she let me play and she was talking to the people there who were with Sega. Because they were wearing like um, Sonic and Knuckles t-shirts that were white at the time. And she was talking to this one lady and... She, like, my mother put her hands on the back of my head because when, whenever she could, my mother loved to do her testimony on my brain tumor story and share with people. And I guess she was sharing my um, cut with someone at Sega and some other people at Sega who were right there. And um, 
you know, they, they watched me play. I actually won for finalist for Houston. I was supposed to go with Sega to Alcatraz, but my parents completely misunderstood and I couldn't go. So they had to choose the runner up Aww. from me. I know, and I was oh, that's angry. <laughs> oh, I was angry. <sighs> I mean, and and I, I watched it on, t- on MTV because, you know, back when MTV actually showed good stuff, MTV <laughs> was actually the one with Sega that were actually um, playing it live, the um, the gaming um, Rock the Rock at Alcatraz Island. And I was in tears. My mother was like, I, I didn't understand what you meant. Oh, I was angry with my mother for weeks. Weeks <laughs> I can and imagine, weeks. I can imagine that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, you know, I could care less about the money. I, I mean, I don't care if I made it to the semi-finalist and I still got beat. The fact that I have re- I was recovering so quickly from this brain tumor and I just reached Sega themselves and I can finally tell Sega how much Sonic meant to me, how much I loved him and how I mean what what a big impact Sonic was to me. But I never got that opportunity and you know and you know I I mean I got a little bitter from it but <laughs> I moved on <laughs> since then. And you know time has gone by and, you know, I, I have tried, I did try to attempt to share my brain tumor story before, but a lot of people didn't want to hear it. They thought I was faking because, you know, by, by this time, you know, you start to get better. Your hair has grown back. You can walk now. You can talk. You can, you look like a normal person. So a lot of people didn't believe me. They, they go, oh, you're just saying that for attention. And, you know, it would scare me from telling my story. And there were several years I would go to New York Comic Con and I would see Archie Comics. Boy, from a distance, I would cry. Honestly, Paul and the rest of the guys at Archie Comics, they'll never know how many times I cried whenever I, w- I would go by their, their, their tables. I mean, I would never say hello. I mean, I would just be at a distance, but I cried many times because I wanted to go up to them because it was their comics I read back then that also helped me not just the TV show and the, and the um, video games but the comics you know that was very therapeutic for me that really helped me because it helped me forget what was going on but you know eventually you know a friend of mine gave me the courage to say, to say you need to tell Archie Comics you know, I, you know it's been many years I think now is a good time so um I did go to, you know, a couple panels before Archie Comics. I, I was determined. I stayed in that room. And, you know, when it came time for the Archie Comics panel, I tried to sit in the front as much as I could. And, you know, when I saw, you know, uh, Paul, who was the editor, and some other people there, you know, I mean, my heart was skipping beats because, I mean, these were people. I mean, I mean, I don't know if all these people were the same ones who made the same comics back in the 90s. But I was just happy to be in there with them. And, you know, I enjoyed the panel. And when it came time for questions, um, you know, they were doing Q&As. Oh, I was like, I mean, my heart felt like it was going to explode. <laughs> my heart felt like it wanted to just pop out my mouth and I wanted to throw up. I mean, I felt like I didn't know what to do. I, I just didn't because here is one of the companies I have loved since I was a little girl. I finally had the chance to tell them. And I'm so close. And 
I was scared because you know they only had a few minutes left, and they were and uh, Paul said we have time for one more question. Oh man, I mean I prayed. I, I said, Lord, help me, please, because this <laughs> this is going to be my only chance. And I raised my hand, and Paul looked at me, and he chose me. Oh, I started to tell. Oh, I bawled in tears, crying. I I did you know basically. Tell my brain tumor story, and you know, but I mean in tears. I mean I'm blob, I'm crying like a baby, and I was telling them, you know, how much the comics meant to me, how much the games meant to me, how much the shows meant to me, how, you know, Sonic, and you know, Sonic helped keep me sane, and the comics helped keep me sane from like all that bullying back then. I mean I was in tears, and everyone just kind of looked at me like, wow, and I mean. You know, everyone was kind of like quiet, and you know, of course, in the end, you know, everyone claps, and you know, they think it's a beautiful story. And Paul looked at me and like, you know, called me over when the panel was over, and I was like crying, and I hugged him, and you know, and you know, he he talked to me, and then we went upstairs in the New York Comic Con area to the to the Archie Comics booth, and he got me um, some water because I mean, I barely, <laughs> I badly <laughs> needed water because I mean, I was in tears, and I got to meet some of the other. Um, guys who work on the Archie comics, and you know they they really were awesome. Uh, Paul was really moved by my brain tumor story, and they and because I mean I was trying to reach them for so many years, um, I couldn't I couldn't write back then. So even if I tried to send a similar letter, it'd be horrible chicken scratch. So it wouldn't do any good, and I was always so scared. And when I finally went to the comic cons, I was scared to go by the booth. But when I finally got the courage, I'm glad I did. Because um, Paul eventually got back to me, you know, uh, a while back and told me that in the issue called Sonic Super Special Number 11, um, my brain tumor story is printed in there. Indeed. Yes. It was it was uh, released a month ago or so? Yes, yes. Um, the only, the, the sad thing is that not all the comic book stores got them here in America. So like a lot, a lot of my friends would send me a message on Facebook or on Twitter and be like, ah, where's the comic? I want to see it. And I, you know, I, I would, I asked one of the comic book stores here, and they told me, well, that's a special order because it's a magazine. It's a, it, it's a spe you know, special edition. Oh. Um. So I, so you're like, oh yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, okay. So how do we get it? And the comic book store guy was like, well, you know, because I told him what was in it. And I told him, this means a lot to me. And he listened. He was like, oh, oh yeah, of, of course. Of, of course, I will order some right away for you. And I go, okay. So, you know, when he, he called me a couple of days ago that he finally got it because it, it took like over like two weeks to get it. But um, I posted on my Facebook. So people, so my friends around me who were looking for it can now go over there and go get it. And that's the only problem is that if you want that comic, um, I'm not sure if all comic book stores have it exclusively. That might be something you have to get directly from Archie Comics. Maybe you order um, it online? Yes, from yes. From the website? Uh, you, yes. Okay, so it's, uh, what's the name of the, the, the issue? Supersonic? Uh, Sonic Supersonic? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Super, <laughs> Supersonic Sonic Sonic Super? That's a new name. Uh, Sonic Super Special Number okay. 11. Number? Yeah, yeah, because you number, know... No, which number? 11. 11, okay, so 
everyone that's listening to this. When uh, did I have my surgery? Try to get uh, Sonic Super you, Special. You missed. You missed it, dwarf. Yeah, I, I don't have. We don't have. Uh, no, no, no! What? You missed it. You missed it. <laughs> How old was I when I had the surgery? Oh wait, I think uh, I thought you were talking about the. No, no, I know, but I'm asking you a question quickly. Oh, what? What's the question? I didn't get it. How old was I when I had my surgery? Oh, hmm. Eleven. Uh, yes. Yes. So, what number issue is? Oh, right, eleven. That's that's a nice number. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a nice so way matches. To, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everyone that's listening to this, uh, don't forget to try and get a Sonic Super Special number eleven, also known as Super Sonic Sonic Super 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 Sonic number eleven, uh, or go. something like that. So if you can't get it in comic stores uh, around you, try to order it from Archie Comics. Uh, actually, um, uh, over here in Portugal, we don't have uh, that many places to buy uh, Archie comics or actually... So you're gonna have to get online, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't ordered anything from, from them in a long while. But Will you order this one? I'll try to find it. I'll write it down and everything. So, and I'll, I'll let you know. I'll send you a picture of my Sweet. edition. But uh, yeah, but you uh, actually... Uh, I saw the the page. You sent me a a picture of the page where your story is printed. Yes. And it's awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. So, have you ever uh, told your story to Sega directly? I have made attempts. Okay. Um, there's that Sonic Boom event. Yay! Because I can go to it, but it's only a few days before Neo Comic Con. Um, <laughs> I went on their Facebook event page and I told them um, that I would love to share my brain tumor story with them. Uh, they they told me to email them, so I did. But you know, E three ju just ended, and you know, I'm I'm not gonna hold it against Sega, but it, I I really hope that you know. They do get the emails and that does reach them because it really means a lot to me to reach. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it, they'll, they'll read it because uh, we've had we've had Julian, who is a, a community manager over at Sega of America, uh, on the show last week, and he's a awesome, a nice guy. He's a, a pretty nice guy, and I'm sure um, he actually knows a lot about the community. So and they're listening and really reading to reading <laughs> to everything the fans write. So I think. They'll probably um, read your email. You can oh. also DM Sega. It's uh, it's another way to reach them on Twitter. DM them? Yeah. Um. Well, Send them a DM on Twitter. Yeah. But if you no, if you email them, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> they'll get it. Yeah, e email's easier because well, Facebook. I'm not Facebook. Twitter just recently updated, and I don't know what the problem is, but they deleted some of my um, DMs. I'm like, uh, I hadn't read those yet, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't use um, the official Twitter apps or the website. Mm. I always use different clients, third-party clients, and everything. But anyway, yeah. So back to your story. So uh, yeah, uh, I think. Uh, it's uh, really inspiring to know uh, that Sonic and Sega actually helped someone. And I'm sure you're not alone on that. I'm sure there's mm -hmm. lots of stories 
or at least a few <laughs> other stories like yours. Um, do you um, do you think? Um, well, my, my question is, uh, uh, of course, Sega hasn't yet uh, replied to your email or anything. But do you think uh, if your story uh, gets out there, like it did with Archie Comics, will it help any other uh, kids with a situation? I I think it will because. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a great opportunity for kids out there, and I mean, I don't mean kids who just had surgery or disabled, but you know, um, like like here in North America, uh, My Little Pony is very huge among guys and boys. Um, they get bullied left and right, and the way I see it is, if you love it and it means a lot to you, and it helps you, and it's therapeutic, it makes you happy, and you're smiling, you know, by all means, you know. Go collect your Milo Ponies, watch the show. The same thing with Sonic, you know, play the games, read the comics, uh, watch the new show, especially Sonic Boom, the new show. Um, and, you know, I really think it will because what I'm hoping one day, not just with Sega, but hopefully with like Nintendo and, um, and coming, you know, they're more family friendly, but um, be able to start a program where certain games like that are used to help kids after surgery or who are disabled or been traumatized by bullies and things like that that can really help them recover. That is a program I want to start here in Houston, Texas later down the road. But awesome. I really but you know, I really do feel that, you know, the games can definitely help other kids cuz I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, look at I mean, you know, of course, you know, well, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so, you know, of course, the glory goes to God first. But I always felt God sent me Sega. He sent me Sonic because he knew I needed something for recovery. Because, you know, I mean, I was alone. I had no friends. Nobody wants to be friends with someone who looks ugly and scary to them. And, you know, for me, it was Sonic. And it was perfect timing because my surgery was in 1993. Which was the release of Sonic 3 and, and, the, and two Sonic cartoons and then the comics. So, you know, it was like meant to be, you know, you know, to me, I feel like I always felt like Sonic was meant to be mine, even though there's a lot of people out there who like tell me, uh uh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, but you know, when, when, when Sonic helps you, when no one else will help you, and when you're alone, you know, even if he is just a video game character, you know, he, he really meant a lot to me. He, he really, he really was like my best friend and my hero. He was my healer because I didn't have anything else. Yeah. I was alone. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, actually awesome that you are sharing your story with us and with everyone listening to the show. Um, yeah, actually, there's there's a couple of, of charities that uh, help children. I know uh, that uh, in the UK there's special effect. I went to Summer of Sonic last year, um, mm -hmm. and they were there. They actually tried to use video games and technology to help kids with uh, disabilities or mm -hmm. stuff. It's awesome. I think there's also Child's Play. Over there, not sure. Um, the only oh here in America. Yeah, Let's I think see. so. Well, but there's actually a few popping up. Um, there's Child's Play. I I, I know that, and then there's um uh, something called um Able Gamers, but that's in West Virginia. 
Um, I'm in Texas. Um, yeah. I'm actually part of a guild for um, Extra Life, which is a 24-hour gaming charity that benefits the Children's Miracle Network. And one of the hospitals that, that, they, that they work with is actually Texas Children's, where I had my surgery. So it means a lot to me to be part of Extra Life for the obvious reason. So, you know, I want to give back. To, you know, to them, coming, you know, that's where I had my surgery, that where I was my success, and where I lived, and, you know, you want to help them back and say, well, you saved my life now, I want to help save the lives of other little kids out there. Awesome, awesome. I think that's that's awesome. And that's the uh, beautiful thing to do, and sweet. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think uh, uh, stories like yours uh, are meant to be told and to be shared with people. So and I, th I'm I think happy to share. it's it's also uh, awesome so that people stop blaming video games for everything. <laughs> exactly, because I mean, video games are not all bad. I mean, I always see it as the game doesn't make the person. I mean, you have your own personality. You make the choice. And, you know, I play Sonic games. I mean, you don't see me, you know, running outside and jumping on things and breaking them. You don't <laughs> see me doing that. And I'm definitely not going to make loops and start running through them. I can't do that. <laughs> you can go to into people's houses and uh, break their TVs. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, need yeah. Extra life. <laughs> and, start and start stealing people's chili dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but definitely, yeah. I think people uh, need to listen to stories like yours so they understand that video games can also um, contribute to good things and to mm -hmm. help kids and help other people. Definitely, yeah. So thank you for sharing your story with us, and I'm I hope we can help you in your future endeavors to share your story and to um, inspire other people. However. However, mm -hmm. uh, over here on the Sega Lounge, we don't yes. uh, just interview people. Okay. Oh. Yes, we also ask them to uh, pick some songs, which you did, uh, <laughs> and we also have uh, somewhat uh, some kind of a challenge for our, our guests, our special guests. This week, uh, we have a special Sonic-themed quiz for you. So apparently you're a big Sonic fan. Yeah, yeah, I love Yay! Sonic and all that. Oh yeah, let's see, let's see about that. So I have oh, a man. list of <laughs> ten different questions oh, about man. Sonic. Uh, okay. And if you can get uh, for uh, each correct answer, you get one point. If you can get at least five points, okay, I'll I'll say every I'll tell everyone that you're really a Sonic fan. And oh, I'll let oh. you go, okay? If not, okay. hmm, who knows what will happen. Okay, so <laughs> are you ready, Lizzie, for our, yeah. uh, the Sega Lounge Mega Quiz Super Sonic Sonic Super Super Quiz? <laughs> sure! Issue number 11? No, that's not number 11. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so question number one. This is uh, probably the, the toughest one. In what year? Was the original Sonic the Hedgehog game for the Genesis released? 1991? Don't you want to hear the, the options? No. Option number A? <laughs> okay, 1991. Oh, there were, oh it's multiple it's choice. It's multiple choice, but that. yeah, if you're... Oh, yeah, I know it all. I don't need that, so okay. 
So that's correct, 1991. Let's play a little sound effect. Yay! Hey. Where's the sound effect? Oh! Yay! Okay, so uh, that's one point. Question number two, are you ready? This one's actually a bit tricky. Prior to the release of the original Sonic game, in which Sega Racing game did Sonic make his first appearance? Okay. What? Yeah, so uh, prior to uh, the original Sonic game, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't the first game in which Sonic appeared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a racing game that was released a couple of months before Sonic. And oh. uh, Sonic um, it had a cameo over there. So the option A, Outrun. Option B, Red Mobile. Option C, Super Monaco GP. Um, a, B, or C. Uh, this is gonna be tricky because at the time I was focused on my my um, condition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go see. See, Super Monaco GP. We have a sound effect for that. Oh, oh. it's not. It's not Super Monaco GP. It's Red Mobile. It's uh, this uh, Red Mobile. It was released in 1991 as well, but uh, a few months before Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, it featured Sonic uh, hanging on the um, the rearview mirror okay, as a air freshener or something okay <laughs> so just look it up online red mobile that was the, the the correct answer so one point still question number three. Oh, this one is hard oh. sonic boom a new sonic tv show is coming later this year which of the following wasn't a cartoon series starring the blue hedgehog option a sonic underground Option B, Sonic Unleashed. Option C, Sonic X. Which one of these wasn't a cartoon series starring Sonic? Sonic Unleashed. Is that your final answer? Yes. Yay! <laughs> of course, that's that's an easy one. Okay, so two points um, out of the possible three. Question number four. Are you ready? Yeah. Although the idea was scrapped, what was supposed to be the name of Sonic's girlfriend? Option A, Amy. Option B, Tina. Option C, Madonna. Oh, it was C. Option C, Madonna. Are you sure? Yeah, because I remember someone mentioned that. Yay, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so three points. Uh, only two more uh, needed. Number five. Mm -hmm. TV hit The Simpsons featured the Sonic cameo in season 19. Homer and Marge see a billboard showing Sonic and Amy and the famous words Sonic the Hedgehog say says, followed by option A. Don't talk to strangers. Option B. Wait until marriage. Option C. Don't eat cheese before you go to bed. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to hunt down that, that Simpsons episode. Um, 
For some odd reason, if Amy's involved, I want to say B. So wait until marriage. That's your mm -hmm. final answer. Yes. Oh my. Yay, <laughs> that's the correct answer. I uh, didn't even see it. Not yeah. bad. It's, uh, um, Sonic is proposing to Amy, I think. Oh, showing her a ring or something. And it says, Sonic the Hedgehog says, wait until marriage. <laughs> so that's the correct answer. I, I like don't eat cheese before you go to bed. But that's mm -hmm. not the correct one. Anyway, question number six. Which of the following characters was not playable on Sonic Adventure? Option A. Tikal the Echidna. Option B. Big the Cat. Option C. E102 Gamma. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so option A. So which of the following characters was not playable on Sonic Adventure? Option A. Tikal the Echidna. Option B. Big the Cat. Option C. E102 Gamma. E102 Gamma. It's a robot. Uh, oh. Um, okay. I never heard of the first one. And... That's kind of biased because I, I never got to play that game. Because it was hard finding to take a Dreamcast here. Um, yeah. So, so this, gonna... is, this is a tricky question. Yes. 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 Oh, I want to say... A? Is that your final answer? Oh, yes. Hmm. Alright! Right. <laughs> it's Tikal the Echidna. Tikal, uh, both the Big the Cat and E102 Gamma are playable. Uh, but Tikal uh, makes an appearance, but she's not playable. Oh. Yes, but she's essential to the story, actually. You need to try Sonic Adventure. It's available on the PS3 and Xbox. Well, Xbox 360, I, I don't think. I don't support those systems. Okay. <laughs> okay. Option, uh, not option, question number seven. In the original 16-bit games, how many rings did you need to collect in order to gain access to the special stages? Uh, this one's easy, right? Yeah. Okay, so you want to give your answer right now? It's rings? How many? 50. Are you sure? Yes. Is that your final answer? Yep, big five zero. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's right. Uh, so yeah, uh, option A was uh, 50, option B 75, option C over 9000. Of course, option <laughs> A was uh, the right one. Question, uh, how many points? I think you've got six points out of seven. So well, you're, you're clear now, but let's let's just uh, ask the final three questions. Okay. Question number eight. Starting with Sonic 2 on the Genesis, Sonic would become supersonic if he collected all seven Chaos Emeralds. However... Yeah, unless Tails ruined <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. However, on Sonic 3 and Knuckles, he could collect Super Emeralds and turn into what? Option A. Hypersonic. Option B. Megasonic. Or option C. Gangsta Sonic. 
Oh, that would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's A. A hypersonic. <laughs> of course. I'd love to see g Gangsta Sonic, though. <laughs> be awesome. Uh... <laughs> Question number nine. What is the first level of the infamous Sonic 4 Episode 1 game? Option A. Splash Wave Zone. Option B. Splash Blue Zone. Option C. Splash Hill Zone. Uh, if I'm correct, I believe it's C. And you're correct. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Okay, so the final question, I think it's the, the toughest one ever. Mm. What is the name of the recently announced new character that's going to join Sonic and the gang in Sonic Boom? Pipes! <laughs> <laughs> Option A. Stones. Option B. Sticks. Option C. My favorite. Logs. <laughs> I would still vote for A, but it's B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stones would be nice. <laughs> but it sticks. It sticks. Yay! Option B. So you get um, 9 points out of 10. Uh, I right. think. Yeah, I think question number 2, the uh, Sega Racing game one, was the, the hardest. So, yay. Yeah. Uh, your prize is absolutely nothing. Congratulations! Ah. Ooh, ooh. I, I well, I'll tell my dad on there. What I'm gonna do is, in a little bit, I'm gonna tell my dad to drive me to Sonic Drive-In. I'll go celebrate with the Chili Dog and the <laughs> and the Route 44. Okay, we we don't have uh, Sonic over here. Oh, it's, you it's should. I I I'm probably going to the U.S. in a couple of months, so I need to track down a Sonic. I'm, I'm if you go to Texas, go to Whataburger. I'm going to the New York City area, so... <gasps> oh, 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 I'm sorry. I don't think there's any Sonic Drive-Ins there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. Wait, it's good pizza? Work. What, what? Good pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Oh, yeah, right? Okay. Good pizza. Okay, I'll, I'll try to track down some uh, different slices of pizza over there. Okay. Okay, so I think we're reaching the end of our show. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, if you've been listening carefully, we lost Donnie uh, <laughs> after that oh, last music break. Um, so, Donnie, wherever you are, um, we miss you and we love you. Uh, please uh, come back. Please come back. Don't leave us. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry for the, the technical issues that we were having during the first half of the show. And by the way, uh, speaking of Donnie... Donnie! Yes, we need to play that every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of things before we go. Um, this is what we call the After Hours section or segment of uh, the Sega Lounge. Some upcoming oh. shows... Yes, After Hours, because it's a lounge and... Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> upcoming shows on Radio Sega. Uh, there's no RSN live. We'll, we're recording this on a Thursday, of course. Uh, at the time we're recording this, uh, Voice should be live on Radio Sega with uh, RSN live, which he isn't for some reason. Aww. But oh, but of course, uh, I'm sure I'm probably going to play this uh, on Saturday night. So 
you probably heard Rexy yesterday, <gasps> which is tomorrow, our time, Lizzie, but for the huh? people who are listening to this on Saturday, was yesterday, with Sega Mixer Drive at 9pm UK. Um, but uh, we had also had, um, before you heard the Sega Lounge, we had uh, the late, late, late afternoon breakfast show, which had a remix at 4pm uh, BST as well, UK. Uh, of course, the next show will probably be uh, Glitch with Gavi. I think Gavi is coming back this week with another episode of Glitch, Embrace the Weird. So that's tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, tomorrow to whoever is listening to this on <laughs> uh, on Radio Sega um, Sunday at 9 p uh, at 11 p.m. Sorry UK time uh, Which is <laughs> something uh, Something on other timelines time zones uh, Actually, I can I can check that on Radio Sega if you go to RadioSega.net and click shows and podcasts and then click show schedules you can check all the time zones so Glitch, 11 p.m. UK time, that's 12 a.m. Central Europe, 6 p.m. Eastern, I believe it's 5 p.m. Uh, Central, right? What? Uh, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, yes, 5 p.m. Central, okay. Yes. We need to add Central time to our website. Yes. Uh, and 3 p.m. Pacific, so don't forget to tune in to Glitch uh, tomorrow, Sunday, with Gavi. Of course, I'll be back um, on my own on Monday with Radio Sega's Top 40 Countdown, Monday at 8pm UK time or BST, uh, that's 9pm Central Europe, 3pm Eastern, 2pm uh, Central and 12pm Pacific. And don't forget to tune in for that. And next week on the Sega Lounge, airing uh, Thursday at 8pm BST, 9pm Central Europe, 3pm Eastern, 2pm uh, uh, Central and 12pm <laughs> Pacific I'm getting good at, at this um, We'll have a very very special guest So next week Ooh. on the Sega Lounge we'll be joined uh, I should use some kind of sound effect Do I have anything ooh, over ooh, here? Ooh, I have, ooh, I have, ooh, I do, ooh, I do oh. Oh. Next week on the Sega Lounge Stephen Frost, producer <gasps> of Sonic Boom. So, yeah, <laughs> a very Yay! special guest. So if you're looking forward to Sonic Boom, as I know Lizzie is, uh, <laughs> yes, so you should tune in, to, tune in to Radio Sega next week. We'll be recording or pre-recording the, the interview on Wednesday. So uh, if you want to send us your questions to uh, Stephen Frost, uh, you should use our forums. Um, RadioSega.net or you <laughs> can mention at RadioSega on Twitter. We will probably uh, ask for questions when we're recording the show, the interview with uh, Stephen. But of course you can listen to the whole thing uh, on Thursday at the usual time. So don't miss the Sega Lounge with Stephen Frost, producer of Sonic Boom right after E3 and that's awesome we'll have the man uh, on the show uh, the, the week after E3 so that's I think amazing really looking mm -hmm. forward to that okay so uh, one more thing before we go uh, I need to talk about the Sonic News show which is Donnie's other show 
uh, on the Sonic Paradox live stream. Uh, it won't be happening this week because of, uh, according to Donny, it won't be happening because uh, of post E3 have... fatigue. He's tired. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, it will return on the 22nd, though. So don't miss the Sonic News show on the 22nd. On uh, Just go to Sonic Paradox and you'll find a link to watch Donnie and his awesome beard talk about news. Yes, we've covered next week's guest, so I think there's only one thing left to uh, tell you. It's the final track. So we've played all of uh, Lizzie's picks for the, the evening. One uh, still missing. Sonic the Hedgehog CD, Sonic Boom ending theme. So Yay! that's the final track of the evening. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much to Lizzie Silvas for joining us for this uh, special edition of the Sega Lounge and sharing with us her uh, very inspiring story. I hope you'll join us uh, on a future episode of the yeah, Sega Lounge. Of yes. And maybe you can uh, tell us all about uh, how you were able to share your story with the Sonic Boom audience. Who knows? Ooh, no. that would be awesome. That would Sega. be awesome. So if that happens, we want to have you on the show uh, on October after Sonic Boom happens. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah, super so awesome. It's a promise. Come it's on, Sega, promise. you're watching. You're yes, watching. Come yes. On. So don't forget to <laughs> give this girl some airtime on uh, Sonic Boom or whatever other event you want to uh, give her airtime on. Because we're song? giving her some airtime on Radio Sega. Yes, and we're awesome. <laughs> Okay, so everyone, <laughs> <laughs> um, any final words, Lizzie, before we wrap this up? I love Sonic! Ah! Woo! Oh yeah! Okay, uh, and I want to see Gangster Sonic as well. That's uh, Those are my final words. Okay, so <laughs> I've been Casey. Uh, I've been joined at least in the first half of the show by Donnie, SSF 1991. We love you, Donnie. And uh, this week's guest was uh, Lizzie Silvas. This has been the Sega Lounge. Keep listening to RadioSega.net. We play the best Sega music 24-7. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Radio Sega is social. Like us at facebook.com slash Radio Sega. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. 